Alright, and welcome back to Strictly Talking Sports, Sports Edition. Edition. Alright, uh, I am Bryce. My Twitter is at bshoto14. Sitting across from me is Damien. Yeah, Damien, you can follow me at Damien underscore Miller on Twitter. My big question was, did you just forget your name? Yes, I did. <laughs> also, yes, did you just did say across from you? Name. Damien's diagonal from me. Across, Fine. diagonal, across. If I'm sitting this way, it's across. If I'm sitting from this way, you're across, okay? On the things that people listen to our podcast might care about. Yes. Uh, Yeah, Damien, uh, you can follow me at Damien underscore Miller on Twitter. And to my right is... Kendall. I didn't forget my name. Uh, (laughs) uh, K.2K16 for Twitter. The Shuttle Boys for YouTube and Twitch. I can't promise we're going to have anything coming out on Twitch. I hope we'll start, I hope we'll start doing yeah, that. Of course we are, guys. You can reach strictly us at strictly talking. underscore talking. On everything. Um, yeah. By the way, strictly under, the Strictly Talking Podcast at Gmail. New web, new email address. Yay! Yeah. Send us stuff. Yeah, yeah. Send us email stuff. Email us, tell us how much you love us or hate us, whatever. Or tell, tell us, tell us, how, tell us how awesome, uh, tell, tell everybody how awesome I am. Or yeah. tell us how awful he is. Okay. One of that second one's probably more prevalent. But we have a couple podcast shout-outs for the sports edition because I split them up for the people that shared the entertainment and retweeted the sports edition. Oh. So for the sports edition, we had the Sack em Up Sundays show, <laughs> the That's Sports cool. Talk with Devin Wade show, friend of the show, uh, always interacts with retweeted us on Twitter. Both of ours. Yeah, he retweeted ah. both. Um, also... Another two other podcasts that retweeted both were Juice in the Morning podcast and Christian and Damon's Amazing Nerd Show. So, hey, Monkey Podcast, where you at? Yeah, the Monkey <laughs> Podcast only did our freaking entertainment. Well, where that's you okay. At? We appreciate it. Yeah. We love your name. <laughs> but uh, we also have Dan and Gordon joining us here as guests today. You'll, They'll be kind of hear. interspersing their opinions throughout it uh, as well. Dan was still like, ganged up on Eagle more. Need more Eagles fans. Yeah, I brought in the backup. Well, Ooh. you'll Ooh. you'll hear Gordon from the couch. The time that he has backup, we're not talking Eagles on Panic or Chill. No, but let's talk about them Colts later on. They're not on Panic or Chill, so <laughs> they we can need talk to about be. them anyway. <laughs> yeah, Alright, let's, let's move into our first topic of the night. Okay, awesome. Uh, yeah, okay. so our first topic is um, that we're a little of over a quarter of the yeah. way through the N- uh, NBA season. Excuse me. <laughs> yeah, NFL season. We're almost done. Uh, <laughs> Week 14? Yeah. Um, our biggest question here is that um, do we think Luka Doncic is the runaway rookie of the year? Yes, and it's not even close. Don't even at me by saying Trey Young. Trey Young is shooting 37% from the field. He's shooting 27% from three. Don't even at me. Luka Doncic is is shooting 45% from the field and 39% from three. Don't at me with this, you uneducated people. Yeah, I was going to speak, but holy crap, Bryce just went off. Yeah. But yeah, I completely agree. I I don't say Trae Young's a bust, but I think right now no one can compete with Luka Doncic. The dude is having an outstanding impact on the Mavericks. They're playing decently, and he's putting up some serious numbers. He is making that team what they are. He is meshing so well with Harrison Barnes, uh, DeAndre Jordan. Which isn't Jordan. the easiest thing to do is mess with easy. Harrison Barnes. See the fact that Harrison Barnes couldn't fit with the Warriors. Let's think about this. So Harrison Barnes and him are meshing so well. That's my thought. KD can't finish like, the Warriors. Like, this is, this is outstanding. And this, I remember Bryce saying, I don't know about Luka. He might not be that great. You said it going into the season. What? Yes, you, you did. You said it on the you podcast. You did. You said, you said it on this podcast that you're not you're not sure about Luca. You said I'm not sure about Luca fitting with the Mavericks. Talent. You said I'm not sure how he fits in the Mavericks. And holy crap, he's been outstanding. On the opposite hand, I'm gonna agree with Bryce. Trey Young has been terrible. 
Granted, he's shooting. Eight, he, he's Awful. scoring 18 points a game. But when you take 97 shots a game and only hit 37% of them, you're terrible. Get out of the NBA. Okay, I so do we want a realistic bad. number on that 97 shots a game? Yes, it's, please. Yeah. <laughs> I, I over-exaggerated it. It's well, like you over-exaggerate a lot. You exaggerate? What? <laughs> no, but that doesn't happen. You should make approximately 37.3% from the field. So, yeah. I mean... Lonzo, Lonzo had better stats last year, and people were calling him a bust after the first 15 games when Trey Young is shooting way worse from the field and from three... And nobody's calling Trey Young a bust. Do we see now, something? Now, now, now. There is one person I forgot to mention that I think is a teeny bit of a problem for him. Who's if that? If he picks up his play, Shai Gilgis Alexander. This dude is balling out. DeAndre Ayton is playing well. Shai Gilgis Alexander, Alexander is balling out for it's the Clippers. Shai Gilgis Alexander. He is having an outstanding year. He might not have the stats to prove it, but he is playing just amazing team basketball. You know what? Both, both Luka Doncic and Shai Gildress, Shai Gildress, uh, Gildress, Gildress Alexander, Alexander. <sighs> both made their teams better. better. Than they they were. made them a lot better. Either team, well, I mean, the Mavs were playing a lot better recently. They beat my Clippers recently. The Clippers are playing out of their minds. I mean, this is a team Thanks nobody thought would be doing anything this year, and they are right at the top of the West. So yeah, both these players have. The one thing I'll say about Trey Young. He's doing nothing to make the Hawks better. The Hawks are just terrible. They're awful. Though I gotta be honest so with you, um, just a little little dive, little sidebar on these guys. I absolutely love the Hawks fans. I mean, I love. I'm just reading that the other night they were they were yelling about you know uh, Draymond hates you. Tonight they're yelling John Wall hates you because John Wall took the night off for personal reasons. The Hawks fans were quoted as yelling John Wall hates you. I I love it. Um. So I. I Uneducated basketball fan here. Yeah, we have Yay! <laughs> um, so I'm looking at basketballreference.com, um, and the one guy that I think you neither of you are mentioning is DeAndre Ayton. I he was. Oh, did you? Okay, okay, yeah. my bad. Um, because right now he is averaging 16 points a game and 10.2 yeah. total rebounds a Wait, game. He's playing very well. Yeah, and and that's the one thing. Like I was just looking at it, and he's like top five in all the stats here. Yeah. He's beating out Luka Doncic in a, in some of them. Rebounding. F- field goal percentage. He's yeah. beating him out. Well, he's, he's, well, a, when, well, he's when, a big, a big. Okay. Okay. But that's ranging in. But that's that's my thing. Is like he's and I mean he's even averaging. 2.5 assists a game, which is I know. Al- which is almost at Luka Doncic's level. I mean, he's averaging four. So, that's why I just bring up DeAndre Ayton. Um, he might be able to make it, like make them a big contender. So, not, not, another not guy... Not now, but in the future, absolutely. That's another guy that I really think right. that yeah. people are sleeping on is Colin Sexton. Now, that might be the Cavs in me, but he has, he has been playing very well. And like fourteen and a half points, three point two rebounds. Fourteen and a half points, three point two rebounds, two point five assists, and he's shooting forty four percent from the field as a point guard. Don't forget, and ninety percent from the free free throw line. Point something out. I know Bryce loves numbers, uh, his numbers. But remember something: Colin Sexton and DeAndre Ayton are, and Trey Young to a certain extent, are the better players on on bad teams. And you see this a lot. You'll see players who. Play on bad teams, get really gaudy numbers. Whereas, um, 
Luka Doncic is playing on a team with other guys. He's got DeAndre. He's got uh, DeAndre Jordan. He's got Harrison Barnes. Yeah. He's got he's got Dennis Smith around him. He's got other guys to score. And then he got he's and he's Gilgis. still putting yeah. up Shai Gilgis, who's put, who has Tob- Tobias Harris, Danilo right. Gallinari, yeah. Patrick Beverly. Those two guys are putting up big numbers with other people around them. That's the one. Not the only option. That's the one thing I think Bryce is missing is that you're saying that Luka Doncic is setting himself apart from all the other players on his team. Whereas these the other rookies that we're saying, like DeAndre Ayton um, and Trey Young, they're the best player on a bad team. I wouldn't agree with that because Devin Booker is the best player on the Suns, yeah, in my opinion. Devin well, yeah, but, but you get what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, I get what you're saying. They're yeah. one of the lead, one of the top hurt. players on a bad team. Booker Booker he's was hurt for a while, he's but I, I think he's back now. I think yeah. he might be love, back now. you got to love Devin Booker, though, and his really dumb optimism. I can build a super team in Phoenix. Okay. Whew. Um. So. Right, so let's move on to the I don't get to think Trey Young's the best player on his team at this point. No, at this point he is because they traded away. Um, what's his name? All right. Well, um, second Jeremy wins better. Than so he is. the second uh, question of tonight is: there Does the loss of Kareem Hunt uh, change the uh, who was the favorite in the AFC? Um, I didn't think they were the favorite in the AFC in the first place. Well, that's because you, you don't look at facts. So, um, <laughs> you look at names. Yeah, you look at names, not facts. It's okay, Skip Bayless. We understand. Oh, <laughs> um, so Rose. listen. Minus the good suits. Yeah, yeah. He's I mean. wearing camo joggers. <laughs> Those are nice, though. But I yeah, I, I do appreciate. I do appreciate the camo right now. <laughs> but uh, I will say this. Um. The Kansas City Chiefs, they were the favorite up until about two weeks ago. And two weeks ago is when... Was it two weeks ago or this past week that the Patriots lost? It was two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. All right, the Patriots lost two weeks ago. Um, If you think Tom Brady's not going to come out and ball out, uh, you're out of your mind. Because the Patriots are now the favorite. Because if you beat the Patriots late in the season... They get this fire lit under them like nobody's business. I uh, was right. Yeah, yeah, weird. It was bad. It was thirty-four to ten. Yeah, it was bad. But um, the one thing loss. is, the Chiefs. We all knew that they weren't going to make it deep into the playoffs just because of that defense. The defense has stepped up recently, but it's not great the now. And Right, and, and the thing is, too, is that who's their running back behind behind Kareem Hunt? It's Spencer Ware. They actually re-signed Charkandrick West. West. Okay, but that's a, but I, I do like Charkandrick West signing because but, he knows that playbook. Yeah. You yeah. know, he they're bringing it. Right it's just like when the Eagles brought back Jordan Matthews when we were down receivers. They know the playbook. They know what they're doing. Yeah. I, I like I like the dual threat of Spencer Ware and Tricandrick West. They're both, because one is a speed back and one's a power back. And right. They, and be, like they benefit the off each other. They have at running back. They have Daryl and Damian Williams. Yeah. But um, I, I, I don't think that they're the favorite, but... I don't think that the loss is going to hurt them as much as everybody thinks it's going to. So, um, even before the cream one thing, I was saying I don't think they're gonna be the favorite. I even I even predicted that the Chargers would come out over top of them in the playoffs and then face off. And just for the just for the sure fact that this is Andy Reid we're talking about. This has been an amazing team, and but I you see we see the signs of Andy Reid. We saw them face the Rams and they, they blew it. They blew it big time. You, ha- you I mean, don't get me wrong. Patrick Mahomes, the Patrick Mahomes blew that game. But a defense let up 54 points. And 
I just I don't think they could truly hold their own against the elites. I don't think they could hold their own against the Steelers. I don't think they hold their own against the Patriots. And I sure don't think they can hold their own against the Chargers. And honestly, I don't think they can hold their own against the Texans at this point. Oh, no. So I don't think they're of the elite teams they can hold their own. Because, yeah, they look elite. They have the record to prove it. But how many times have we seen a team with a pretty nice record go out and stink it up in the playoffs? Well, here's the thing. I actually... I... I still think that the favorites, I think the Kareem Hunt situation brings them a little closer to the pack. The one thing that Ken and I were talking about today at lunch, we were looking at the schedules, is the Patriots have the cakiest schedule. because They, they always run, do. No, but they For face the final their four. division. The, re, the only team they have difficult, it's tough, is they go to Pittsburgh. They face the remainder of their division, which, by the way, has a combined 13 wins. Go back and yeah, look at the numbers. Half of the, the number other. of the Dolphins. Oh, yeah. No, half of those are the Dolphins. Yeah. They have survived for so long playing in the AFC, in the, I'm sorry, the, the AFC East, yeah, which the AFC just least. stinks this year. Uh, and the fact that they're, they need to face their division the rest of the way, it makes the Patriots the favorite, which I freaking hate. Though, that being said, I love the fact that you cannot guarantee the Patriots this year. I, you know, I despise the Patriots. Our cashier was a Patriots fan yeah. today. I wanted to, like, throw up. Um, but I mean, I don't think they're the favorites, and I'll tell you something. I don't think either. I I think Houston. And, yeah, and, and there listen, it is. Uh, and, and the other team, I'm, I'm a little bit of a homer. The Chargers. Yeah, I mean, they looked amazing. Again, I know they started off rough against Steelers, but man, did they look impressive in the second half. Anthony oh, Lynn is yeah. an amazing coach. Yeah, I've said it. So. I keep saying it, Anthony Lynn's a great coach. He knows what he's doing. He makes some awesome adjustments. I don't know why Bryce is laughing. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> but but yeah. Oh, so Lord. um. Right, with so with football news, um, today we're going to jump into alternative football outside of the NFL because um, in February of 2019, we are going to have the debut of the American Alliance of Football, and in 2020, we are going to have the Extreme Football League or the XFL. XFL. So what you're saying to me is in 2020, the AAF will go away. In 2021, the XFL will go. Well, I don't think that that's completely true. This isn't having any control over the XFL. Well, no, it's not that. It's I think now they finally found the right thing. They're not going to do it during NFL season. Yeah. If you remember the XFL and the USFL and any other. The XFL was was off season. The XFL was off season. No, it joined in at the end. uh, It joined in at the um, end of July and it ran into NFL season. That was kind and plus. Some of the rule they, they threw it together. The XFL this time are they gave it almost three years of planning, yeah, to get it right, and they want to make it a faster game, a sh- like a, a harder game. They want to bring it back to like what football used to be, pretty much, because right now we complain you can't hit the quarterback. Well, in the XFL, they want to hit the quarterback and they want to hit players, and you can you can make the argument of yes, player safety is important, but at the same time, we gotta. We gotta be able to watch football because we watch it for the hits. We watch it for the big plays. Um, today, the XFL announced the eight cities that are going to um, that are going to hold uh, football teams, and they are Dallas, Houston, Los Angeles, uh, New York is getting another one at MetLife Stadium, which is crazy to me. Um, St. Louis is getting football back. <laughs> Finally, Seattle, Tampa Bay at Raymond James Stadium, uh, and Washington D.C. at Audi, at Audi Field. Wow. Yeah, um, Washington. 
So eight teams, and they're looking to expand within the next uh, within the couple years after starting. Um, there's other expansion news in other sports as well, and we can talk about that briefly at some point. Um, but then in the AAF, they just did their draft and. Backup quarterback of the Washington Redskins, Josh Johnson, was the number one pick. <laughs> why? Why? Like because it's an alternative football league. That's why. Plenty <laughs> of better quarterbacks on the free agent market right now than Josh Johnson. Well, a certain tattooed uh, quarterback that's available. No, right we're now. not talking. About not that. talking about that. So, um, in the AAF, the other teams there are the Arizona Hotshots. Atlanta Legends, the Birmingham Iron, Memphis Express, Orlando Apollos. I like the Memphis Express. Well, that's cool. Salt Lake Stallions, the San Antonio Commanders, and the San Diego Fleet. I don't know about you guys. I don't know about you guys. But um, if if the Orlando Orlando Apollos don't have galaxy colored uh, jerseys, I'm not watching. (laughs) (laughs) They have to. Yeah, favorite team already. Okay, favorite team already. Orlando Memphis Express. No, it's black and orange. That's so dumb. Like hold on, hold on. Let's Dan, okay. go ahead. So my my take on the whole thing is the XFL. Forget the XFL. I'm sorry, the XFL. I, I'm just not impressed. I think the AAF is intelligent for the one simple fact they're putting their product where it currently isn't right now. Yes. So San Diego team, Orlando team. That that might work because you might get some interest. Now San Diego. I feel like San Diego is not going to be super interested. St. Louis could be very interesting. But that's XFL, too. That's yeah, XFL. But, yeah, but the, we'll see. We'll see. I just don't... I just don't I, outside, that's the only reason why the AAF might work, because they're putting their product where it currently is. Why are you it's shooting like arena, XFL down before it like, starts? It's kind of like arena football. Arena football does really, really well by being in markets where they don't exist. Right. And, and, and tapping into a fan base that wants football. I agree. And, and the one thing that I will give the XFL is that they are going to prime markets. In, in St. Louis, they don't have a team. And they've been wanting Seattle. one. They didn't want the Rams to leave. Seattle is another big football town. It might not seem like it's a big sports town, but it's a big football yeah. town. Um, D.C. has been dying to have a team. That's good. <laughs> you know, like the Redskins, the Redskins are there, but... It looked good this the start of this season. Man. Yeah. Um, but then you're going to New York, you're going to L.A., you're going to Houston. A lot of strong football markets. The one thing with the AAF is that they're going to secondary markets. In Arizona... Atlanta, right? It is smart, but Memphis. how? But are you are you going to expect them to just be an alternative to the NFL, or do you want to try to su- supersede the NFL? Although they do have a prime NFL market in San Diego, right? They, they do. do have a prime they do, but also the one smart thing about both of these is that they're running in off seasons. I think the XFL said they want to run in the summer, at, like the spring into the summer, and the AAF want to run. Winter oh, into yeah. spring. So, if you look at it that way... Football year-round. Football year-round, and we've been clamoring for it. By Everybody way, wants more games. Here's more games. So, don't just sit back and watch just the NFL and just not give these organizations a chance. Give yeah, them a chance. Them By the way, uh, I have the first eight picks for the um, AAF, if we want to hear them. I'm glad that you pulled um, that up. I had it, Number one pick, it. obviously Josh jo- uh, Johnson <laughs> un- for the San like- Diego Fleet. So, number two pick, a a name we all might know, Atlanta Legends take Aaron Murray, who was a Georgia Georgia football quarterback. Aaron Murray. Yep. Wow. Uh, Number three, Memphis Express take Troy Cook from the University of Tennessee at Martin. 
Uh, number four, San Diego Commanders take Dustin Vaughn. San Antonio. Yep. Um, number five, the Birmingham Iron take Luis Perez. It's not telling me the, the positions. So. I think they're all quarterbacks. I think they might I think they're all quarterbacks. Number six, I recognize his name, I think, from Madden. Uh, Trevor Knight. He was a quarterback out of yeah, Texas he's A&M. He's my um, quarterback on my worst franchise mode. <laughs> that's where I know him from. Number seven, the Orlando Apollos take Garrett Gilbert. I know who that and is. And then final is, pick of yeah. the first round, number eight, the Salt Lake Stallions take Josh Woodrum. Now, so. here's my question. Are you guys going to watch I'm in February? Watch. I'll, I'll give a few. I'll, I'll, give watch. A I'll watch some. Absolutely. You're, okay, Dan, why oh would you not? Oh, my gosh. Because we're Scott we are creatures of habit. Listen, change happens. I, I, I'm just, I, just, I don't know. I'm just not going to. I mean, by the time February comes rolling around, we're thinking hockey. We're thinking basketball. Who thinks we're thinking hockey? I love hockey, but I'm sorry, I love hockey. Uh, I think other things. I, I think other. I think the dog show, which we covered last year on the podcast. Gordon has his hand up. Do you have a topic, Gordon? Uh, I was just gonna say that um, I would love to watch another uh, football league start up because I'm uh, I'm mainly a football fan. That's usually the only sport I watch. Same. So if I could watch that year round, and if it's it's going to be on national TV, right? Yeah. Oh, um, AAF has a deal with CBS, and I think the XFL has NBC. So yeah. if they take the time to make the quality of the showing amazing and they like, get the good announcers and such, I can definitely get into another football thing to watch. A free. A By the way. Hold on. Um, hold on. Hold on a second. You're looking at a kid that is in sports casting college. So the AAF or XFL, if you guys ever need a commentator. Hi, my name is Damon Miller. By the way, uh, <laughs> just saying, biggest news to come out of AAF ever. Scott Tolzien has a job there. Yeah, right. Scott Birmingham Iron. Four picks and then be gone. Birmingham Iron just signed away their life. To have a horrible quarterback, well, Scott Michael, Michael Vick's an offensive coordinator somewhere oh, in oh, either the XFL oh, or the AAF. For that. So that's what I mean. Like for me, I I, I agree with Gordon. I, I I love baseball. I love football. I you guys hear me? I say I'm not the biggest hockey fan. I'm not the biggest basketball fan. I I I just can't get into them. So if you're telling me, oh hey, here's football on top of the CFL that comes in around spring summertime. I'm down. So, I have a quick question. So, with all these other leagues, this is going to segue. Do we think Mike McCarthy might find a job anywhere else? No. Yeah. Because yes. This, yes. one of our <laughs> questions was, was the firing of Mike McCarthy a good thing? Well, no, no. Good timing. timing. Good timing. I'm sorry. Good that. timing. I Everyone agrees Mike McCarthy had to go. Hold on. But was let it me, good timing? Let me high-five Kendall on that segue. That was an yeah, A-plus segue. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I developed this question, so I'll get my thoughts on it. I think it was a great it was great timing because what this does now is this puts you know when the season ends there will be the hot coach every year is the, there's the hot coach the Sean Dwayne McVay Casey is the, the you know what's that Dwayne Casey yeah there's the hot coach yeah. now the Packers are in prime position to get whoever the hot young coach is Don't you see do this that. happen all the firings happen and then all the teams start scrambling for the best mm. coaches right now the Packers are in prime position to hire the best. Coach, they need the young offensive mind no. for, for Aaron Rodgers. No. Why Bryce, not? you say no, and yeah. then I want to rebuttal after you. No, who is or, the, wait, who's the hot now? Who's the young no. hot coach right now? Hold it's on. perfect timing. Don't go after a young coach. Aaron Rodgers is in the prime of his career, and by the time this coach is set with Aaron Rodgers, and it do, let's say it doesn't work out, Aaron Rodgers is 38, 39, and you're finding your next coach. How? Here, okay, I was watching, I was listening to... Um, 
to um, Colin first, Coward. No, it, no, first not Colin take. Coward. No, it's the uh, first things first. First things first. Yeah, I was listening to first things first, and they said that don't go after the young coach. Go after an experienced coach who knows. Yeah, yeah. Who knows? Uh, yeah, how to I, 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 I don't I, go after the young hot commodity because it's not going to work. I can it's under. Not. I can understand what you're saying in that. I think what Aaron Rodgers honestly needs is somebody that's focused on the trenches. You want somebody that's going to be able to scout the trench as well because he's never had a great offensive line. No. Um, you finally have a decent running back in what Aaron Jones, right? Is and that uh, Aaron Donald, Jones. Uh, yeah, name. yeah. You have you have two Donald you have Sterling. two young, decently talented running backs. Um, right now, just build up that offensive line. And honestly, that I defense is looking better too. It is. It is. It's coming around. It takes time to build chemistry with a defense and everything, but it's finally coming around. It was young. But what I will say is that I kind of agree with what you're saying, but I wouldn't go a full-force veteran coach. I would take a guy that's been an offensive coordinator for a really, really long time. Go, um, well, or, or like, or that's worked, that's worked his way up. Well, Josh McDaniels, I heard, is the lead candidate for the Packers he, he, job. He, he's not leaving. I don't think he is either, but... He's going to be the head coach of the Patriots next year. But I would say, like, get a guy that started out as a quarterback coach. Todd Haley. Todd Haley. Todd Haley. You know what? Dan, you roll your eyes, but honestly, what Todd Haley was doing... It made Ben look somewhat good, and that's hard to do. Well, no, no, no. No, the thing with that is that... The Steelers hated Todd Haley. Yeah, the Steelers... None of the Steelers liked him. Ben wanted to do some things, but Todd Haley wouldn't let him. Yeah. Ben Maybe wanted, not Todd Haley. But what I would That's say is that Todd Haley might be might be okay there because, listen, we all know in Green Bay, the head coach isn't the boss. Just like in Indianapolis, the head co- coach the wasn't the boss. Bill Belichick, at the end of the day, is not the boss. No, because no. you're paying Tom Brady and you're paying Peyton Manning. You're paying Aaron Rodgers $100 million right now. He's the boss. He's going to run. Belichick's the boss. Yeah, Belichick's yeah, the that's boss. The one, that's the one. That's no. Belichick's the boss. New he may be. He may be the play caller, but on the field, Tom Brady is the boss. Yeah, well, the guy making the decisions in New England is Belichick. Whether it be he's number guy, twelve or number two, he's the guy fine. making the personnel decisions. In Either way, yeah. when it comes down to Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers is making those decisions because we. I just read a report that he was changing. He was changing plays at the line that he didn't like from Mike McCarthy. So I think honestly, this is great timing too because now you get that guy to come in before the draft. Oh, that's, true. that's true. Like we always wait until week seventeen. Now you're coming in and and really really able to scout the team and saying, okay, this is what this team really needs and what we should look at and everything like that. So I think that this timing was Hugh great. Jackson. But that. Alright, so with this being a uh, question about my Packers, I guess I should probably weigh in at some point. Slightly. Um, <laughs> as, uh, as I've said before in the podcast, I think Mike McCarthy is an awful coach. He was a good coach, or what looked like a good coach when he was being carried by Aaron Rodgers, and a super talented team. Aaron Rodgers has nobody around him this year, so firing Mike McCarthy was perfect. Not right now. You don't force a change on your team like this midseason. This team is struggling to find its identity don't make them struggle even worse with a switching of a coach who they've known for years. The one thing I will say to that, though, is 
They're not making the playoffs. Yeah. No, not at we all. We know they're not making the playoffs. So just cut your losses so, now. Exactly. Cut your losses and start. Because maybe they want to move Joe Philbin up to head coach. Get him the Isn't reps. He the right now? He's yeah. the interim. He's not going to be the, the, the guy. He won't be the guy. I don't, th- I don't think so either, but if if they let, Bruce let him audition. Bruce Arians Bruce, is a name I've Brian heard Kelly. a lot. Brian but, Kelly from Notre Dame. I will no. say, though, Chief Bruce Arians said he would only, he will only come out of retirement if the Browns gave him a call. Yeah, because he wants to be fired by the Browns. Because you're not a real coach until you've been fired by the Browns. <laughs> exactly. That's like a coaching like a, a coaching so thing. Mike Patton is like... But I think he might come out of retirement for Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. Because nobody thought... Everybody thought that Mike McCarthy would have that job for years. And now that he's out... That yeah, might open the door. He looked to save as Marvin Lewis, so. Well, no, he yeah. didn't. No. Hold Marvin on. Marvin Lewis Hold on. is the. Marvin Lewis, if they post a winning record, still has a job. If they post a losing record, he still has a job. I mean, this year. Oh. <laughs> but yeah, but Jackson still had a job at the end of last season going 0-16, so. True. The Green Bay Packers weren't the only ones that fired a couple coaches. The Carolina Panthers fired two of their defensive coaches. Good <laughs> We're segueing the hell out of this. Hulk. We're doing um, great on segues. So, do you think that that's enough to save Ron Rivera's job? No. You think no. Ron Rivera's gone? Uh, Ron Rivera should be gone at this point. You need an offensive-minded coach. Defensive-minded coaches do not work anymore in today's NFL. Pete Carroll needs to learn that, and Ron Rivera needs to learn that. Well, Pete Carroll... So. Pete Carroll... They're, I don't think that he's as defensive-minded as you think. But the one guy that I point to that shows that def- that truly defensive-minded coaches don't succeed anymore, Jeff Fisher. We saw how poor... Or John Fox. That, yeah, John Fox. Um, I don't think this saves Ron Rivera's job it either. Doesn't. It doesn't. This offense has been has been stagnant at times. The you first know, eight games, they were good. Yeah, and then it just stopped. And the thing is, is Christian McCaffrey can't carry this offense. You gotta get people in. I understand you looking at me, Cam Newton. Yeah. I will say Cam Newton is a big part, but Cam Newton has to pass the ball to somebody, and it's been Christian McCaffrey a lot. And it's not gonna be Greg Olson ever again. Well, and DJ Moore, he's coming along, but he's not. He's made strides. Curtis Samuel's made. Strides. Do they have that yeah. big receiver that like every team? Devin Funches? Devin Funches. Yeah, is he the big receiver there? He is their big receiver. Yeah. He's their. He hold on. He is their size big receiver. He is not their go-to receiver. Bring back Mister One Popeyes Biscuit away from being tight, a tight end, Calvin Benjamin. Well, I mean, he's free right now, so he is. He was cut. No, is not allowed or is not a free agent anymore. He was recently signed by the Pat, or the Broncos today. Andre Holmes. Andre yeah, Holmes. after Emmanuel Sanders screwed my fantasy team over. Well, hey, it is what it is. But um, the one thing I will say too with Ron Rivera is that you're a defensive-minded coach. And you have a defensive-minded staff, and that defense and still that, isn't performing. And that Come is on! The worst thing I've ever seen. I mean, the Eagles have a better secondary with five people on the IR. They do. Like it's, it's depressing. The so, Chiefs have a better secondary right now. Ah, that's maybe pushing it. I don't know about that. The Raiders have a better secondary right I've now. I've never heard Damian make that noise before. <laughs> that was a very weird one, though. The well, Raiders, <laughs> and the Steelers have a better secondary right now. No, the the well, Packers have a better, secondary. better secondary. If you have a better secondary, or if the Packers have a better secondary than you, you need to look at changing your defensive coaches. I think the Pittsburgh Penguins would have a better secondary than the <laughs> Carolina Panthers right now. They do have a good second line, so. Well, okay, so Dan, do you have anything to say about this? Dan? 
<laughs> I've got nothing either. Double Dan's, no Ken. Uh, okay, cool. So, uh, with it being... Yeah, I know. I forgot the doll on that, and that's just... It's probably a weird thing. But anyway. Um, <laughs> holiday season. Oh, wait, 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 hold on. Hold on. Ho, 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 ho. Merry Christmas. Ho, 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 ho. Santa's here. Santa. Santa. And with Santa oh being God. here, we're going to try to find out who he's going to give gifts to and what. Which one of these he's going to give coal to? Right, so I basically, kind of like him this topic today. It's like basically, <coughs> well, you know, you we're looking back on sports decisions over the this past year. And we want to discuss whether these decision makers are going to get presents or call. The first or one we're going to talk about, do the Vikings GM after this so far, <coughs> the signing of Kirk Cousins, are they going to get coal? Are they going to get presents? Bryce, how about Let's you start us off ahead. first? Let Bryce answer. Go ahead, Bryce. Take 55 bags of coal, Minnesota Vikings. Wow. Please Is that all? More, Bryce? Yeah, I was going to say, that's, that's a little too bad. They were 13-3 last year. They already have five losses now. Okay. Do you think Do you think that has anything to deal with Kirk Cousins, yeah. though? Yeah. He came, up t- he, gave, he came up looking super tiny against that awful defense known as the Patriots. The yes. Patriots don't have an awful defense. They, they do. He's been, he's been insane. He's been totally fair, Bryce. He's been amazingly inconsistent. I, I actually not worth eighty-seven million dollars. I actually got to kind of side with Bryce here. They had a stable of three decent quarterbacks. They, they let walk to keep Kirk Cousins, bring Kirk Cousins in, and I think he's been. I mean, he's had flashes of games when he throws for a, a billion yards. He's also been super too. inconsistent. That this guy is not... I mean, this is when he was in Washington. He was really inconsistent. That's why so I'm, I can, I'm kind of with Bryce on this one. Okay, so let me... Um, because Bryce is a uh, is a numbers guy, okay. so let's look at completion percentage because you say that that matters. 71.3%. Wait, wait, wait. wait, 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 wait. You're, you're missing the point here. You're, miss, you're going to give us his season stats. He might play really, really well one game, and then, he and then stick it up the next, the next two. Okay, hold on. So you're going to give us the season stats. That's not really fair. I'm right? talking about game. looking at game to game. One While game they're pulling that stuff up, I'm going to give you guys my opinion. I I don't want to give – I can't give him either. I'm going to say his present, it's going to be nice wrapped up in a nice little bow. bow, he, bow. He's going to open it up and it's going to be one lump of coal. But the fact, the simple fact that Kirk Cousins is a solid quarterback. You cannot argue the fact that he is the reason the Redskins made the playoffs a few years ago. He willed them there. He is going to try to do the same thing. The only reason the Vikings aren't making the playoffs this year is because Mitch Trubisky and the Bears came out of nowhere. And the Raiders made the dumbest trade and sent Khalil Mack there. That's the only reason so, Only uh, reason the Bears are this good. Stats, okay, so stats-wise, com- I'm comparing it, and this is just because your quarterback is playing better than, than most of ours. Every outside of Phillip Rivers. Yeah, outside of... The- outside of Phillip Rivers. Right there. Right, 20 okay. to 1. Go ahead, go, ahead, go, ahead, go ahead. Here's what I will say. Andrew Luck has... 1, 2, 3, 4. Four games with two or more interceptions. Okay. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Kirk Cousins, two games with two or more interceptions. Now, you may want to say, oh, well, he has more touchdowns. (coughs) Andrew Luck has more touchdowns with 32. (coughs) I will give you that. However, uh, Kirk Cousins has 23. So, 
he's only nine touchdowns off and has thrown less interceptions than Andrew Luck. So, I agree. We want to look at games. We are looking at games. Andrew Luck has more three-touchdown passing games, but there's no running back. Minnesota has at least a decent running back. Dalvin Cook hasn't done it. Dalvin Cook hasn't I'm not saying anything. that he's it's, great, it's not but he's him, decent. And they got Latavius Murray back yeah. there with Dalvin Cook as well. Yeah, but Neheim Hines has really turned it up now. But, but what I'm saying is... Does Kirk Cousins get? Do the Vikings get Cole for Kirk Cousins? Yeah. No, they don't, because Kirk Cousins by game is actually not that bad of a quarterback. By game, because yeah, he has a couple one touchdown games, but then he has a three, four, three, two, 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 two. I I don't I don't get where you guys are saying that Kirk Cousins is bad. Or that they made a mistake. He's better than Case Keenum, and he's yeah. sure as hell proving that. Case Keenum went thirteen and three last year. Does that no, that defense oh. went thirteen and three. The defense went thirteen and three. Who was Case, the quarterback though? Who okay, was the quarterback? Okay, but, but right, how Case many? Keenum was the quarterback for about seven games of that. No, he wasn't. No, because no, Sam Bradford took games. Sam Bradford exactly. He, he didn't even have games. the full season. Sam Bradford took a good amount of season. I, 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 got, I just got, want to say one quick second since you have your information pulled up. Just can someone go to let me know how the uh, Rams did on September twenty third? Anybody want to pull up their phones? Oh, they, they, and tell they, me yeah. how the Rams did September. I'm sorry, the Vikings did September twenty third. Against the anybody, Rams. Anybody pull up their phones and tell me how the Vikings did September twenty third. Oh, I'm, I'm looking at it. By it the Buffalo Bills, twenty-seven oh, to six. Game. Oh, I remember that 27 game. Twenty-seven to six. Andrew Luck hasn't lost to a team as worth, as bad as the Bills this season. This is, now that game, that game. Jacksonville went fully healthy. Is leaps and bounds better than the Buffalo? Bills. That game, Kirk Cousins had went forty for fifty-five, two hundred ninety-six yards. Hold on, hold on, guys, 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 guys. Here's the thing. You're telling me they went out and spent max money. Eighty-seven million. They spent max money. The kind of money that a Tom Brady, that an Aaron Rodgers gets, that a Peyton Manning gets. That's the kind of money they spent on the quarterback to give them that kind of. Wait, wait, wait. We're gonna. You hold on, hold on. You want to? You want to? Hold on. Let's let's do that then. Yes. Tom Brady lost to the Tennessee Titans. Okay. Tom Brady's forty. Tom Brady also has. Okay, guys. That doesn't matter. One second. With this game, Kirk Cousins. Yeah. 40 for 55, 296 yards, one touchdown, one pick. His running backs had a combined 14 yards that game. 14. So His yes. running backs, 14 freaking yards. And by the way, the opposing quarterback, Josh Allen, 15 for 22, 196 yards and one touchdown. Hold on. Hold one on. touchdown, hold 196 on. yards. Hold on. Kirk Cousins had over 100 more yards than him. Okay. And not a single bit from his running backs at all. He led that team and willed them to, yes, a pretty crappy loss, but he was the only thing going for them that game. Two missed they field goals by their kicker, by the way. Two missed field goals. How it happens. Two missed they field lost. goals by their it's kicker. Two missed field goals regardless of how it happens. Two missed field goals and a missed extra point. Led the Vikings to the NFC Championship last year. Kirk Cousins will not even sniff an NFC Championship in his entire life. Special guest, Dan. Cole. <laughs> All right, so you, you keep bringing up Case Keenum. Who has the better record this season? Case Keenum. Okay. What has he done compared to Kirk Cousins this season, though? Nothing. 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 Case he, Keenum he, has he, done nothing. There were talks of benching him. There were talks of benching him. Yeah. Case Do you know Keenum who their backup is? Minnesota. But look at this year. 
Both those quarterbacks also, switched teams. They also had Teddy Bridgewater on their staff, too. Remember? Yeah. yeah okay, but, but, that's, but that's not Kirk Cousins' not have a job right now. They didn't need to give they didn't need their quarterback max money. They could have signed Bridgewater and done off the same thing they're doing now. Kirk, I just think Kirk Cousins is not... He's, There's a reason why the Redskins are winning quarterback. He's not playing elite. Not, this thing, while no one is going to argue the fact that he's an elite quarterback, because he's not. He's, he's probably, if I'm you look at salaries, that. hold on, hold on. If you look at salaries, I don't know for a fact. I'd be willing to bet you he's up there higher than anybody. He's being outplayed by Jared Goff, by Pat Mahomes, by by a lot of guys. Phil Rivers. He's outplayed by Mitch Trubisky. Right? I mean, he's not even the best. He's probably not even the best quarterback in this. He's probably not the second third best quarterback in this conference right now. He's probably he the, wor- the worst now, quarterback he, in he, his he, division right now. Out of pl- as play of play this year, his division. His division. He's the worst quarterback. quarterback. Uh, Stats wise, yes, because Matt Stafford's having a heck of a year. Yeah, a heck of a year. Mitch Trubisky's having the best year of anyone. I'm saying that he got max money. It was wasted. Well, I'll agree. This is why it's cold. It was wasted. But okay. if you look at the free agent market, how much more did you have to work with? You could have kept who you okay. had. Okay, you were the first person to talk crap on Teddy Bridgewater saying he is nothing. Yeah, yeah you, you did. You could have kept his team for less money and been 13-3 still. No, you couldn't because that defense does not. You run with Sam Bradford, who's already injured and off a team. Case Keenum, who's playing very average. playing. No, we're saying this year. This year. This year, he's off a team. Case Keenum is playing very average. Then, who is your other choices? Bridgewater. Bridgewater. Who's a backup right now? A backup. Yes, right. to Drew Brees. But yeah, the what problem do you do? is... You go to the draft and you have a terrible draft pick? Yeah, pre, yeah, but the pre... He's really busy. He'd like to move on. Okay. Okay. Because okay. we can argue this one. All right, the next one. I think we'll all... I feel like the next one will all agree a little more. The Jacksonville time. staff for giving Blake Bortles a long-term Oh, I'm going to start again. Dude, if we can Blake all just say If the coal. Vikings get 55 bags of coal, you could take 220 bags of coal, Jacksonville Really Jaguars. specific numbers for 220 Bryce. for the worst quarterback I've ever seen in now. my entire life. I'm going to go next. Wait, um, wait, not wait, only wait, they got... They gave him a contract extension of some sort? Yeah, five-year, yeah, five five year, $120 million. What were they thinking? <laughs> Like, so, <laughs> what? We know the Um So, I'm going to go off of Bryce's 220 bags of uh, coal. They're going to take that and drop it on Blake Bortles. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. That's what you're worth. 220 uh, bags of coal. I'm just saying a lifetime supply of coal. Yeah, like, the Jacksonville Jaguars and Oakland Raiders <laughs> are not getting past, like, two of the worst decisions in dra- drafting Jamarcus Russell and for the, for the Raiders. Trading Khalil Mack. And then you have Jacksonville. <sighs> Like we're sticking with quarterbacks. I'm just going to give us number four now. Uh, the Giants for not drafting a quarterback. Hey, what three? This year. We're getting there. We switched around. I want to stick with football team. Yeah. The Giants for not I'm gonna go drafting first on this. quarterback. Kittle? No, they don't get any coal. The fact that they got Saquon was a heck of a pick. Saquon is... Saquon, we talk yeah. about generational type running backs. Adrian Peterson, Emmett, Emmett Smith, um, Barry Sanders... Uh, Walter Payton, he is going to be a generational type running back. When they get an offensive line and when they get an elite quarterback or even a half-decent quarterback, he is going to be amazing. He's already looking outstanding this year, and he has nothing. I see Gordon's hand up. I want to hear him. Hold on, Dan first. Dan first. I agree with you completely because they knew that if they didn't take Saquon there, they would have lost him. Instantly lost him. And they wanted Saquon. They can easily get a quarterback this year in the first round. Easily. Oh, no doubt. 
There's already talks of him drafting uh, Kip Morgan. Yeah, Gordon? Kyler Murray. Or, or, uh, no, Kyler Murray is going to be a baseball, no, yeah, yeah. baseball player. Guys, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, before Bryce... Wait, hold, on, hold on, hold on, Gordon. Gordon, Gordon, Gordon. Gordon, Gordon. I just want to say that uh, with the limited amount of wins the Giants have currently, I believe it is because of Saquon that they have those wins. And uh, <laughs> they they are slowly rebuilding that team. They, I think... See you, I have respect for their quarterback, but it's, I think it's time for them to move on. They have the running back, they have the receiver, and now they just need a solid quarterback, and the Giants will be set. Now, for, uh, now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to jump to, because I am an Eagles fan, we play the Giants twice a year, okay? Again, we're going to look at stats, because Bryce is a numbers guy. Bryce, how many yards does Saquon have? I actually have it up right isn't now. Isn't like 868 or something? 954. Um, so he's almost a thousand yard rusher, which is actually huh, pretty impressive in the NFL. Underneath, it's inflated. It's inflated. Because here's what Saquon Barkley is. Saquon Barkley is one big play and then one, two, negative one, negative two, zero, one, two, one, one. That's the way he was in Penn State. That's the way he is in the NFL. Hold on. Generational type talents. Generational type talents do four. Four, four, seven, four. Not one. Wait, two, wait, wait, negative wait, 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 one. His, average, his, carry, his yards per average is five. Because per carry. it's elevated. It's inflated with the long runs. Hold on. Dan, go ahead. For starters, I grew up watching a guy by the name of Barry Sanders. He was amazing. Barry Sanders was the same way. Barry Sanders would drop for one to get nine. That's exactly how Barry Sanders was. So you can't say everyone. There are power backs. Power backs are doomed. The Earl Campbells, the Eddie Georges, who will get boom, boom, boom. That's the kind of running back he is. He is the kind of guy who's going to break one. Kind of like your boy Peterson did on Monday night. Where yes. He that one. Yeah, yes. That's he does it. But Adrian Peterson fan. gets That's a great four, it was five, four, sometimes, four, sometimes. six, Sometimes. Four. Sometimes. 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 I was looking at Adrian Peterson's stats a few games ago. His yards per average was 1.6. Look at Adrian Peterson in this prime. 1.6. Hold on. Okay. Here. So, Hold on. I never gave my opinion <laughs> yeah, on yeah, this. Yeah, Damien's. Okay. Damien didn't give his opinion? Oh, wait. Wow. I, didn't I, give, I didn't give my opinion either. Cole. We know. Yeah, we know. Cole. Take Cole for the rest of your life. Okay. So the, problem, the problem is, Bryce, you look at just... At Saquon saying, okay, well, he's not he's not that great. And chunk plays. Yeah, that's what the NFL's made of is uh, chunk plays. Shocking. So here's the idea. Just because your team can't run the ball or can't get chunk plays, so now you have to hate on everything that every other running back does because Chris McCaffrey, uh, Saquon Barkley, uh, name another running back here. David Johnson. So, David Johnson's terrible. This year. Don't even so here's, here's the problem. Do I think that they messed up for not taking a quarterback, which is what this all came back to? No. Because when you look at it, Baker's the only one that's really done much in that quarterback class so far. Outside of, because Sam Darnold had a good start, Josh Rosen, eh. Yeah, but he's, he's playing. And then Josh, Josh Allen has Allen, had a good couple games. Yeah, Josh Allen had a good couple games. Lamar Jackson's coming into his own. With more reps, and I will say that I thought that he was going to be the biggest bust. I was wrong, because he's coming into his own. He's playing very well. So, which one of those do you think fits the scheme of the New York Giants? None. Josh Rosen. Wrong, because we're already seeing him play behind a more subpar offensive line, and he's still not doing well. So, what I want, what I'm saying is, Tua. 
is going to be coming out next Ray year. Haskins. Next year. What well, I say is, year after that. what I say is, keep building your team. The quarterback will come. You don't need a quarterback. We've seen teams build from the ground up and suck for a couple years. We've seen the Indianapolis Colts. They've cut. They've built the pieces. They put the pieces around Andrew Luck to finally succeed. And now he's he's doing something with it. So even if you don't do it within the next two years, keep building that team. Build that defense because that defense needs work. That offensive line needs work. Do I hate them for not taking that quarterback? Absolutely not. Yeah. I, I, I do not agree on, on, on one factor. I do. I get it. You're saying the Tua is going to come out and, and, and you know at some point, and he'll probably be the, the guy when he comes out. I do think that if the quarterback is available next year, especially they're saying they're saying this kid from Oregon is better than any of the guys in this current draft. They say he's a beast. Who? Um, Justin Aver. Aver. Yeah, I think is. I think that's what it is. Um, so we'll but see. even then, you have Fromm. You have. Um, There's a lot of guys. Oh, you have Jake Browning. You have Will Greer, Kyler Murray. Interesting little subtopic, by the way. I was reading some Twitter about who the Redskins might grab. Someone made a comment. You know, Mark Rippon's son is coming out this year? Yeah. Yes. Brett Rippon? Yep. Interesting little subtopic. He's supposed to be a late round thing. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. one thing I was going to say is, real quick, real quick there's never going to be uh, there's never gonna be a shortage of quarterbacks coming out for the draft. Never. Do no. not worry about the next three yeah, years. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Have you ever seen the 2013 draft? Our last That's question, true. as Who's far as who's going to get Cole. Gino and uh, the GM of the Nationals. Does he get Cole or does he get a present for not trading Bryce Harper? We're going to look at a baseball expert for this one. Yeah, so. Um, really anybody wants to listen. Here's the thing with Bryce Harper um, he's an AL player. I've said this since I've seen him come in. Bryce Harper plays in the AL. He does better there because he's a power hitter. Um, in the NL, you have deeper ballparks. The NL is more catered towards a pitcher. With the AL, you need you need power hitters, and that's exactly what Bryce Harper is. So boost the boost his average numbers by about twenty to thirty points. He'll probably hit about 270, 280. and he'll probably hit about twenty more home runs. So give him about fifty, because. He's going to go to the AL. As many people as are saying that he's going to go to the Dodgers, as many people are saying that he's going to go back to Washington, we know he's not because Washington hasn't built the team for him to go back. What I think is going to happen, honestly, I think Bryce Harper is going to go to the Los Angeles Angels, and I think they're going to build a power team outfield with him and Mike Trout. Like Kind of like in uh... – the, with the Yankees. I've seen a lot of reports for the Phillies. I've seen a ton of reports for the Phillies. They're not going to sign him. Bryce yeah. Harper doesn't want to play for Gabe Kapler. Oh, okay. Good. I, I have him. one thing to say about this. I uh, You didn't really answer the question about whether the Nationals traded him. Oh, the sorry. Uh, they get a present for not trading him because they, they wouldn't have really gotten much for him last year. Yeah, he did not have his best season he, last they're gonna year. Get nothing for yeah, him they're now. getting nothing. Absolutely nothing. They would have at least got something. Here's the thing. When it comes, compensatory pick, which is late round or something. But that's what I mean. Like we saw with Manny Machado, teams weren't really betting on Bryce Harper because he is such a streaky player. We haven't seen him play consistently. Manny Machado has at least played consistently. We've seen Machado be consistent. So with the Dodgers, they rented him. They were like, "Hey, we want to make a World Series run now." The teams that were interested in Bryce Harper weren't making a weren't making a World Series run. 
At least that's what the reports were when I was doing my show. Well, I I, I think Cole, because I, 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 yeah. I think I'm sorry they they were not they, now they were not as abysmal as the Orioles this year. They weren't making the playoffs. They knew relatively yeah. early on they weren't making the playoffs. They should have got something for the guy. I mean, they knew they knew he wasn't coming back. He was so full of lip service, trying to be the nice guy in the press. Now, I did say something to Kendall today that I I, I said to Kendall, I will be willing to bet you to get something thrown at me by by uh, by Damian. Whoever signs him will regret it. You told it. that it was me. Right. Whoever signs him will regret it. They will. Yeah. They will regret it because here's what's going to happen. They're going to give him the biggest contract ever, and he will not live up to that contract. It's not going to happen. I'm not going to disagree with you there. I actually I love Bryce Harper. I am a I'm a big Bryce Harper fan. I love him for the outside stuff too. I love I love the cockiness, especially in baseball because you need personality in baseball right now. Um, the one thing I I will say is I don't know if he's going to get a ten year four hundred million dollar deal. I don't. Somebody's going to give him the 10 Angels. The Angels are known for that crap. They love to give ridiculous contracts, aka. Albert Pohl. Josh Hamilton. Josh well, Hamilton. Here's here's uh, what I'm gonna. I can't think of Weaver. No, um, here's the thing I will say for the Angels. They would be the only one that would do it. Right. I don't know if he's gonna sign a long term contract. I because every report that's coming out is that he wants a couple years max amount. That's that's kind of the way that the NBA and MLB are both going. They're shortening the contract lengths and maxing out the contract as as high as they can possibly get it. Because it's what have you done for me now? Well, they do that. They do that in basketball because of the fact that they get more money to spend. So yeah, they do right. the one they, they do. They'll sign these one-year deals because they know the next year the cap's going to go up and they can sign for more. Plus, they have the Larry baseball Bird doesn't have Larry Bird content as well. Yeah, but I'm saying I feel like they probably feel like if they sign two-year deals, you know, this happens all the time. You see, you see this in football all the time where a guy will sign a deal and then three years later. He's not the highest paid receiver like Julio Jones did this year. Yeah. And he goes crazy and he holds his team hostage, which drives me berserk, by the way. Like that. Uh, go, go ahead, Kendall. Right, so I'm actually really glad you guys mentioned basketball because the reason I'm giving this Cole is because I, I I relate this a lot to the Blake Griffin situation with the Clippers. They had a talented guy who who had a market. And now they the Clippers sent out Blake Griffin and they got something. And now a few years down the line, they're taking the team that they got from him and they're really working with it. They're taking their pieces down the line and they turned it into something good. I think the I think Washington could have done that. Bryce Harper was enough to get some prospects and to get some kind of draft picks that they could have worked with. But that's the big thing: prospects. You never know. Exactly. That's that's, right. that's the biggest know. thing with Bryce Harper and even with a Manny Machado. They gave up prospects, but they gave up a couple big names for Manny Machado, or a lot of money for it. So that's that's the issue. Do you really want to pay a lot of money for a player that you're already paying a lot of money to? Yeah, you you know what I mean. Like it, it, it's hard because the with with MLB you can get a prospect from single A that everybody's touting as the next big thing that turns out to be a bust. With MLB, it's harder to judge a lot of talent over, like, for talent. It's hard to judge talent for talent. I agree with you. But if you look at, I've, I've said this before on the podcast, if you look at the Orioles back when they had, I think it was Pat Gillick. Pat Gillick took the pieces that were there. Yep. He, took, he took, he turned Eric Bedard into a number of players. And I think what you do is, you're right, you have to have the guy in place who can look at the talent that a team's offering and say, hey, that's a good talent. The the uh, the Red Sox went to the World Series with the guy that they they gave up 
Um, uh, Rodriguez, I think Edward. Yeah, Eduardo Rodriguez yeah, from the O's. I mean, yeah. you have to you have to have the ability, and I think had the Nats had the ability, they could have found some talent. Now I don't know anything about the players that the, the O's got from from Machado, but I, hopefully they're smart. Those those guys will help them moving forward. Well, I think two of them made their main uh, their major league debut this year. Awesome. So oh. that's I, I don't think that they get cold. I think it's I think it's kind of like a mixed bag. You would yeah, like, exactly. like like I said with the uh, Kirk Cousins thing. Yeah, you get a present, but you get it open up a present of cold. Let's move yeah. into our, our one of our favorite segments, panic. Oh my god! Or chill. All right. Okay, dude, calm down. Take a chill pill. If you don't have a chill pill, take one of those chill strips. You put it on your tongue, it dissolves. Chill. Two uh, NFL teams, uh, one basketball team, and one hockey team. Uh, sorry, guys, I had to throw it in there. It's First okay. Team, I want to, I want to, I want to throw in the Bears for a simple reason that you know they they, they have Chase Daniel. They thought was the guy as their backup, and he did not play well last week. Do you guys think that the Bears or this present moment should panic or chill? Uh, um, I'm gonna start off first. And this is a rival of Packers. Good. The reason I'm gonna say they're gonna they're gonna relax. They're gonna chill. For the number one fact that Trubisky is due back next week. He's gonna miss this week. Yeah. He's due back the week after that. You can you can afford one more loss as the Bears. You almost have this division locked up. The thing is, the Packers have need so many things to go their way. The Along with the Vikings, need so many things to go their way. The Bears can afford one more loss. I believe they're sitting at eight and three. I think right now eight and four. Eight, eight and four. four. You can drop to that eight and five, and you're you're comfortable because you know you're gonna get Trubisky back, and you're gonna you're gonna ride that out to the end of the season. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna say I'm gonna say chill as well. I mean that defense that defense is scary good. It's it's scary good. Khalil Mack has really changed the dynamic and and the um what's the word I'm looking for? Anyway, he's changed the dynamic and kind of the culture the culture Thanks. of the locker room. Culture. Um, I, yeah, you chill. You got you got to chill out. Yeah. Don't don't get too too high strung with it. Trubisky's coming back, and if they don't make the playoffs, that just means that that's a lower draft pick for a talented wide receiver because there's a lot of them coming out this year. So did they give their pick to uh, the Raiders? <sighs> yeah, but I thought that they got. Uh, I thought they had two. They didn't give up a first. They gave up a first. They gave up, a first. They gave up two first rounders. That's right. They did give up two first rounders, but even then, receivers are deep this year. Very, Price. very deep. Um, I'm gonna say chill. Yeah. There's no need to worry for this. They've already got the division unlocked. They've got the division unlocked with the Packers being a total dumpster fire and Kirk Cousins not knowing what the hell he's doing 99% of the time. And Matt Stafford being... Uh, the only player on the Lions. The only player on the Lions. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I, I gotta go with you. I agree. I mean, yeah. I, this was a, um, a topic. I, I, I worried a little bit because I think Chase, they thought they had a really great backup with Chase Daniel. Uh, but I, I heard someone say, like, this is the reason why he's a backup. Because he plays very consistently. Jason He's a clipboard a warrior. Yeah, he really is. Clipboard right. Jesus. Uh, Dan, you guys have any thoughts on? Yeah. Do you guys have any thoughts on the Bears? No. Yes. They should. They should. All right. We'll move on to a team, a sport that we don't generally chill. talk about. A sport that, by the way, we're going to go see a week from a week from Monday. Yeah. We're going to be in Pittsburgh. Uh, I'm going to say right now they need to have panic a little bit. This is a team <laughs> that you know there was a point there where they were the hottest team in hockey. They their their goalie is hurt. Uh, they can't seem to put it together. I mean, they they'll score three goals and give up six. Um, I think they need panic, and, and I don't think Mike Sullivan's gonna get fired. You don't win back to back titles and then get fired two years later. But I think this is a team that they don't turn around before. soon. They're gonna be panicking. 
I'm going to 100% agree with you. As a Penguins fan, I've been trying to keep up with some of their games, but I get amazing updates from our friend Julian, yeah, friend of the podcast. Thank you, Julian. Uh, last night, I think that was last night, it was a few nights ago, I got the first text I've seen in a while. It was an awesome win. That was the first text I've seen in about a yeah, month or so. It has been ugly. And Bryce is smiling because he's a Flyers fan. Congrats, the Flyers are kind of good for once in their entire lifetime. They're not. They just beat the they, they just got lucky. But this is a panic. Sidney Crosby's doing everything he can. Evgeny Malkin's looking like crap. My opinion. Actually, he's, he's scoring a lot of points. Yeah, he's scoring points. They're just not playing well just together. And these, this, I would assume their lines play well. Sherry, Connor, Sherry, is he still there? Oh, whatever. I don't know. No, that, all of really, their guys, yeah. all of their guys know how to play with each other, and then they just don't. Yeah. They're just not meshing at all. Damien, you hand up. So yeah, uh, I again, I'm less of a hockey. No, actually, I'm more of a hockey fan than I am a basketball. Okay. But um, I'm gonna say, chill slightly. Um, right now, and this is compared to the league average. Again, I'm a big stats guy. I think stats can tell the future. Um, right now, your save percentage is about league average. You're at a 90%, so that's good. Um, your power play percentage is 4% higher than the league average. Your penalty kill percentage is 3% higher than the league average. And also, the only thing that scares me is your points percentage is about 40, per, 40 points under than the league average, and you're scoring three less points than the league average. Um I think I think you I think you chill out a little bit. I mean, the Penguins are known for coming back later later in the season anyway. That is true. So it's maybe early, it's early. Too. And it, it, it's very early. So let's just let's, let's pop the brakes. So let's just stay Bryce, in Bryce, Bryce, Steel City. Uh, Bryce, Bryce wants to go with his uh, mask. We're gonna just, we're gonna stay in the Steel City. Okay. We're going to move on to the Steelers. Do the Steelers uh, need to panic or chill? Who wants to go first? I'll go first. Oh, wait, Dan. Oh, Dan, Dan he's go got ahead. Some, he's got some, uh, like, ties to the Steelers, so. Uh, yeah, because my parents are Steelers fans, so. Same here. I always watch them my with is. my parents. They, I would say chill for now, but at least know that the panic button is there. Like, keep your eyes on it. Know that it's there. The defense still needs to get their stuff together. They're giving up way too many yards, way too many points. They're doing, getting way too <laughs> many penalties. They are the most penalized team in the league. <laughs> So they just need to be aware of that. Their offense, they're starting to get get it together. They don't have Connor for this week. They're probably done with Bell. They're just gonna stick with Connor. Yeah, their Bell's gone. Yeah, but yeah, cow's gone. I I kind of I kind of agree with you because I agree. Know the panic button is beside you, but also know you're better than the Ravens. So. <laughs> you're gonna make the the, you're gonna make the playoffs, but the big thing is, instead of the Steelers needing to panic, does Big Ben need to panic? And I think he does because the last two games, Big Ben has looked really rough, and I think Mason Rudolph or Josh Dobbs, who I'm actually, I'm I'm a uh, big fan of Josh Dobbs. I think that he could really take that team over and run it really well. When he was drafted, he looked really bad in preseason, but this year he's looked a whole lot better than yeah, he did last year. Because we've seen Ben go out with some injuries, like some a couple plays, and Josh Dobbs comes in cold as a turkey, and he just whoop, fires it, and and he's in there. The one thing I will say that defense, yeah, the defense needs to needs a little bit more work. Um, it's coming together. 
The offensive line is crumbling in front of them, so they need to focus on that offensive line because it's an old offensive. It's an older offensive line. See, I, I don't agree with you on that. I watched that game on Monday, and that offensive line. Monday? I mean, I mean Saturday, Sunday. I'm sorry. Uh, that <laughs> offensive line played amazingly well. I mean, they had two beasts coming at them: Joey Bosa, Melvin and Ingram. Ingram, and they held them yeah. at bay. And that's one thing they did. They held. It really, they never really got to bed. I mean, they, they, they never really got... Yeah, he threw a pick, but... Well, yeah. So that offensive line doesn't he? played... That, that's probably yeah. the, one of the best pass rushes you're going to get in football. And they held up. Now, that being said, I do want to kind of get my topic on it. Yeah. I, if, if Josh Dobbs is playing, panic. I mean, literally, just rip the building down because it is Ben or nothing. The, the, Josh Dobbs is not getting that team over the thing. Ben Roethlisberger is the only hope they have. He's no, it. I'm one. sorry, Josh Dobbs is, is not getting that team over. Ben Roethlisberger is going to get that team if they're going to get past that. That being said, they need to panic because Ben Roethlisberger, he does not look like the Ben Roethlisberger we've used to watching. Now, the, the, the one thing I will say, sorry not to cut you off, Dan. Um, the one thing I will say is the Steelers have this really big knack for their offensive line, especially the past two years. When a big team comes to town, they step up. Right. But when a team... Yeah, when they've got something coming into town, that offensive line steps up. It's the teams that you don't expect to really rock them that end up rocking them. Oh, yeah. Chargers and Broncos. Well, but remember something. You you mentioned a moment ago, the Ravens. The Ravens, because of that tie, are a half game behind them. The Ravens and the Steelers have brutal schedules the rest of the way out. Yeah. They both do. Both, it's not like the, 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 they're not taking the one or the two. Because guess what? The Patriots are going to be the one or the two. No. Houston's going to be the over the Kansas City. Gonna, they're going to be a wild card team. They're playing wild card weekend. All they got to do is hold off the Ravens. That's it. Yeah. And the Ravens have a full schedule too the rest of the way. And I'm sorry. I don't. We have not discussed the Ravens here. I know the, the city of Baltimore is crazy over Lamar Jackson. We will find out this weekend when they go face the Chiefs. Yeah, I know Bryce hates defense. their defense, but guess what? That offense is going to outscore the Ravens. It's going to happen. Yeah. It's going to happen. So. All right, so I'm going to get into my opinion on this. Yeah, um, I, I want to say panic. I really do, but you're in a division with the Ravens, the Bengals, and the Browns. Most likely, if Ben's playing, you've got that division on lock. Now... The moment this season ends, you smack the panic button. It's hard. You smack the panic button with your freaking forehead. Like, yeah, Ben's Dobbs gone. Ben, ben most likely will not play more than three years. Maybe two at the most. He's getting hit. He's not I happy. He's done. He's, he might be done after this year. Exactly. Smack the panic button with Josh Dobbs' freaking forehead after this uh, season. Because you're not winning the Super Bowl, and they know it. They're not getting through the Texans. They're not getting through the Patriots. They're not even going to get through the Chargers or the Chiefs. Four teams will knock them out. Maybe who knows if you get if you get stuck with Indianapolis. I said it last week. Get stuck with Indianapolis in a wild card game. Watch how fast the Steelers get knocked beat out. Last year with uh, so this yeah. for this season, yeah, let it go because you know you're not going to win the Super Bowl. You just want to beat the Ravens, but panic is so bad this off season. Awesome. Hold on, Bryce. Yeah, I think it's chill. Um, I'm still worried about Ben. I've always been worried about Ben every game he's ever played because I don't think he's ever been as amazing as everybody thinks he is. But this team runs through James Conner right now. And they're in trouble because this, they play hurt. Oakland this week. That's a win. Yeah, that's a win. They play Oakland. Oakland. This, James Conner will will be back next Last week. Last I heard, Pittsburgh fans thought that the Broncos were going to be a win too, though. Yeah, that's true. 
But it's a, Oakland, though. Yeah, Derek Oakland. Denver, Denver still has an amazing defense. Oakland is a walking here's, dumpster. Well, look at what Oakland put up against the Chiefs. That's, that's true. That's a garbage no, defense. That's no defense. Yeah, that's that no is the defense. worst ranked defense in the league. It's the worst defense. But here's what I will say. Denver? Oakland. <laughs> Denver, four Super Bowls. Wait, Oakland? Never really bad. Above his Denver is yeah. never... Wait a minute. Denver Oakland, has... Little Fishers of the Poor. Yeah. <laughs> Oakland? Susquehanna Denver, football. Denver has never been really bad, ever. <laughs> Oakland has gone through periods where they are god-awful. Like, here's, here's what I'm going right to say. Now. Oakland, Alabama. Alabama is almost at Oakland's level. Oh, Alabama is almost there. I don't know. I, and that I almost feels like a slap in the face. No, Alabama. Alabama That's top where we can get to a different uh, day. But yeah, let's finish up the show by questioning the Boston Celtics. <laughs> Let's have Bryce Panic start or chill. Bryce, Boston Celtics. I think, and I want some answers why. Don't you? Um, I think they should panic because I think this is a team that has overlooked every team they played because oh, we have the best roster in the NBA, which is not a lie because they actually do. If you look at their team, they are super deep. They are super talented. They have Gordon Hayward, Kyrie Irving, Al Horford, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Marcus Smart, Terry Rozier. This team should be the best team in basketball right now. But I don't know what happened with Kyrie. Actually, Kyrie's playing fine. Gordon Hayward has be, has come along really slow. I get he had the almost triple-double the other night when... Legend of winning, you need to stop with the Gordon Hayward being the greatest white player of all time because he's not. Didn't he just break a record, though? Yeah, one yeah. record doesn't mean One record doesn't mean he's the greatest white player ever. Then that's the case. I'm the greatest white but player. But he's coming ever. off a huge injury. Yeah. Yeah, but there's still a man named Larry Bird. There's still John there's Havlicek. So John there's still John Havlicek, Jerry West. Don't even For ask. God's sake, Steph Curry. <laughs> um, but still, he's just light skinned. He's very light skinned. <laughs> um, this team should be the best team in basketball, and they're not. And they should panic, and they should panic fast because you are right now. You are looking up to Toronto, Milwaukee, Philly, Detroit. Yeah, and you are not in a good position right now. Um, I'm gonna say chill, and this does sound crazy for the reason I'm saying chill. You have two players you're going to trade this season. No doubt you're going to send out. Kyrie Irving will be sent out. This That's just going to happen. And then you're going to send out Jalen Brown. Um, uh, so you're going to get some serious assets for Kyrie Irving. The number one trade destination for him is the New York Knicks. You're going to get some assets for, for Kyrie Irving. Most likely Frank Nielakina's making his way to Boston. That's awesome. Jalen Brown, he's going to make a move. Because this is Jason Tatum's team. Everyone understands that. This is Jason Tatum, Terry Rozier, and Gordon Hayward's team. They're going to trade those guys, and then they're going to be better for it. Because Kyrie does not like it and is not happy there. Dan. Stats guy. Um, the Boston Celtics need to panic just based on the numbers. Because, like ESPN's old show, numbers never lie. Um, <laughs> they are in the bottom half of the league. In every category, outside of three points attempted, three point percentage, and three points made, um, their defense is bad, and and their, defense is bad. their uh, free throw percentage and defensive rebounds. That is it. Everything else, they are, they are garbage. They are garbage. They have they're twentieth in blocks, fourteenth in steals, and sixteenth in total rebounds. It, they are not playing. Great basketball, just by the numbers. Now, granted, I haven't watched any Boston Celtics, but again, numbers never lie. 
So uh, I'm going to say chill uh, for the simple fact that this is a team I listen to a lot of NBA radio. This is a team that last year had to kind of develop its identity after it lost Gordon, Gordon Hayward and Kyrie Irving. This, I think, personally think this 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 team has the best coach in basketball. They I'm do. A they do. Brad Stevens fan. He is going to figure this out. Brad Stevens is right now is he has got a million toys and he's trying to figure out how to make them work. And I think they have. Now I I'm not the biggest Kyrie Irving fan. But Gordon Hayward is, is, is doing the right things, saying the right things, talking about being okay with coming off the bench. I think this is a team with a lot of, real, outside of Kyrie Irving, a lot of unselfish people who are just figuring it out. I think they're just figuring it out. And it's so early, by the time it's all said and done, I believe that Boston will be representing the East. Okay, that, that was going to be my question there, was do you think that this is just because Kyrie and Gordon Hayward were just so battered last year that they didn't have a chance to coincide because right. like we've said before basketball is a two-man game like one two three-man game it's you don't have to rely on a whole team exactly chemistry you know might I mean? be the most important thing in basketball and they're figuring it out they're figuring this okay yeah, okay that was that was my question yeah, is do you think that now if say they don't don't do well in the playoffs. Do we think that Kyrie Irving comes back to help figure it out again? Not a chance. Kyrie Irving has already he hasn't stated it, but it's been very his his camp's been very vocal of the fact he's leaving. Okay. He is he wants to play in New you York and he you wants know. to play with Chris Tapps. He I guess the fact that he's upset that Terry, they're trying to mold Terry Rozier to be the future point guard of this team, even though, he doesn't like it. Even though Terry so, Rozier is shooting thirty eight percent. So but Kyrie you know is getting stops? Kyrie is a diva. But do we know that Kristaps is going to be in Kristaps next year? Will yeah. be near, yeah. but he is coming back next year. He's not playing a minute this year. Okay, so he'll be back next okay. next year. I, I think Kyrie. Kyrie. First of all, if you're a Celtics fan, buy Kyrie. You can go. They don't. They don't. They'll be buying without him. That team is so deep, so young. Kyrie and those so guys, they like each other. other. Rozier and, and mm-hmm. Tatum. They're they're young Brown. guys. They've and worked with each other. Gordon Hayward They've developed together. Gordon Hayward likes those guys. They're they're buddies. Yeah, okay. but hold on. I compare this. The, oh, sorry. Go ahead. The NBA is a point guard driven league now, and if you don't have a point guard, you are not doing anything. I don't care who you are. Look at the Orlando Magic. They may be good right now, but they're not doing anything because they don't have a point guard. The Phoenix Suns don't have a point guard. They're playing Devin Booker at their point guard, and if you are playing a shooting guard who is not comfortable playing the playmaking position, you will be, suffer. And point guards, I hate it, but point guards are the way to go in the in today's NBA. And if you have Terry Rozier as your starting point guard, you're done. I don't care how talented of a team you have. You need to make it work with Kyrie Irving, and you need to make it work fast. What I'm saying, what I want to say about this team is, Brad Stevens has implemented a system that makes me think of another Boston team. The New England Patriots. This this looks like the NBA's Patriots for the fact that he has put in every, the next man up system. We saw last year when Kyrie Irving and Gordon Hayward went down, they filled in the spots and didn't miss a beat. Yeah, they almost, they, they almost, they beat, almost the beat the Cavaliers Seven. with LeBron. And this was a young team. I think they could do it again without Kyrie. And they could do it again with a better backup. Start Terry Rozier and bring another backup in. Let, let Marcus Smart run the point guard sometimes. Awesome. All right, well... We're going to wind this show down, everybody. Um, you can follow me at Damien underscore Miller on Twitter. Follow me at twitch.tv slash dmill139. Again, I'm going to be start uploading content a little bit more in the next couple of weeks just because holidays seem to kill my job and my energy. So we're yes. going to go there. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at bshoto14. You can also follow me on Snapchat at jimmybshoto. Those are the two where I'm most active. 
uh, uh, you can follow me at k.2k16 on Twitter, the Shoto Boys on YouTube and Twitch. Yep, I still want to say 17. And follow all of the social medias for the strictly show. I'm strictly talking. talking, strictly underscore talking, um, on Instagram and Twitter. So that's going to do it for this week on Strictly Talking Sports, Sports Edition. Edition.